Welcome to the official Guntub Nation fan page podcast, the premier voice for the fearless fans of Raiderland and proud supporter of Texas Tech University. Let's meet today's hosts. Hello, Red Raider fans, and welcome to another edition of the Guns Up Nation podcast. We are coming to you from all over Texas and one from way out to the left side of the country. Uh, number of, we forget them. <laughs> number of us in the room tonight, <laughs> and <laughs> we're going to be, this is, uh, this is Ryan. I'm going to be uh, leading us in and getting us started off with our pick five uh, for the week. I'll just go around the room. Steve, say hello. Howdy, howdy. And Keith. Everybody get your guns up. Hello. All right. John. The Lord is good. What's going on, folks? All right. And back for a uh, special uh, guest star appearance and for for more to come from him would be the uh, president and CEO of your Texas Tech University Alumni Association, Mr. Kurt Langford. How are you doing? Doing well, guys. Good to be with you again. Glad you're back. back on, my man. Yeah. So we got uh, five games to pick, gentlemen. Yes, we do. And we have a recap, too. So, Steve, I know you're the statistician in this gig. And oh, by the way, oh, when wow. I had to do this two weeks ago, I'm so glad you're back. Don't ever not be here on a Monday again. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun to listen to. Oh, oh Lord, that was awkward. I, anyway, I'm turning it over to the pro. Go for it, Steve. All right, Kurt. Well, welcome to the pick five. So uh, if you haven't heard, we have 45 players that, uh, that are in the pick five challenge. We pick five games weekly. And uh, we're generally, as a group, horrible at this. Yes. And so, but last week was one of our better weeks. Overall, out of the um, 45 players, we managed to pick almost 68% of the games correct, which was second best. Actually, no, that was the best for the, uh, yep, that was actually the best for the season. So we did good. not quite Vegas good, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'd listen to us a little bit more if we were Vegas. So, uh, <laughs> right. so uh, anyway, overall and all, if we look at how, um, uh, the host did last week. Uh, Brian, John, and myself were all at four and one last week. Keith, you were at uh, wow, three and two. Really? Yeah, you did oh, good. Yeah. yeah. The then uh, then Steve Garcia also at three and two. Hey, he broke right. his own five. That's good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's uh, quite a bounce back for Steve. Right. <laughs> and then uh, overall last week, congratulations to uh, James Allen and Brent Clark for going five and zero last week. Nice. Yeah. Only only two players to do that, but uh, we had quite a few in the four and one range. So that was that was fun to see. Yeah. Uh, actually, looks like seventeen total players went four and one last week. So pretty nice job. Mm-hmm. So Brent Clark, you better watch out for James Allen because for the season. Brent only has a one-game lead now. Uh, James came through in the clutch of that 5-0 and a week. And then uh, we got um, Dan, my dad, and Ryan. That's right. In third place, just two games behind Brent. So oh, Right where I want you. <laughs> very, very close to the top. So Brent Clark, expect the smack talk to head your way here shortly. That's right. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, so I think we got uh, five fun games to pick for week eight. I believe it, we're already past the halfway point of college football now that's so, uh, crazy to think about it really is it really is so uh who wants to hear the week eight game let's hear it let's right. hear it first week uh first game is out of the conference usa rice at ut 
San Antonio. Oh. So, uh, Kurt, as our special guest, we'll let you make your pick between those two. Wow, and with no uh, no prior research on this. Exactly. Welcome to our world, Kurt. This is, this is why we have Ryan on every other episode, because he gets upset about it. Yeah, he, he, he like disappeared suddenly last week so he could research. We know how, it, we know how he did. Let's just go. Well, I'm going to say I'm gonna say the Owl's wiser than the Roadrunner, but I'm going to go with Southwest Conference, defer to the Southwest Conference, and let's go with the Rice. I like I it. I have no idea what those schools are doing. So. All right. I like it. I like that. I like that. John, who do you have? Uh, yeah, my stars. This is like <laughs> trying to trying to define astrophysics. Uh, I, I would go with, uh, you know, uh, well, poor Rice, man. Uh, let, let's go with UTSA. I got to pick UTSA in this game. Yeah, but Rice is zero and six. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. This is crazy. Uh, Are you kidding? You would think they'd win, but no. they're due. They're due. They are due. And, and they, they, <laughs> hey, on ESPN, now that I frantically looked, it's sixty percent chance for Rice in favor for them. So that's good. What? Yeah, yeah. it's oh, wow. it's fairly even. Yeah, so, this is crazy. Uh, if ESPN knows what they're talking about, it's it's almost uh, even money. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, who do you have? <laughs> you, you picked the pillow fight of the week, dude. <laughs> oh, for real. Pick the feather fight. Dude, I mean, there are two wins between these two teams for the year. Holy moly, what are you doing now? Like two and 12. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> I'd rather pick a junior high matchup. <laughs> this is quit, terrible. Quit stalling just so you can research. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> this happens. Oh we, this is why God. I edit, Kurt, just so yeah. you know. Yeah, okay. yeah. This Thank God crazy. for Keith. <laughs> this um yeah this is going to be rice's game all righty all right keith who do you have I, I like the way kurt's thinking i'm going old southwest conference rice for me too um man dude you've had so all the, day to think about this come on i haven't thought about this for a minute um <laughs> obviously you picked this game <laughs> i picked this game like 10 minutes before the show started um it, i seriously did um so I don't know. I I just don't think Rice is that good. So I'm gonna take UTSA to, go. to win this game. Oh boy. Gotta keep it keep it mixed up mm, here. All right. I like it. He likes those low odds. John, we're gonna start with you on this next one. Duke at Virginia. Yeah, you notice how he's not even letting us have the first five to begin oh, with for a second. Wait, I didn't yeah, I'm sorry I didn't tell y'all the no, you did this on purpose. No apologizing. Oh, you shoot. did this crap on purpose. <laughs> no. <laughs> do you want me you want me to run, run through the games and then come back and do the picks, Keith? I don't care. This is great. Does, does this screw you up? No, I was already. Okay. I, I've already mo- missed most games anyway. So who cares? Okay. All right. All right. All right. We're gonna carry on as it is. Uh, Let's do it. All right, John. Starting with you. The next game is out of the ACC. Okay. Duke at Virginia. Who do you have? Duke and Virginia. Uh, well, if if you saw Alabama, they demolished everybody. But Duke kind of gave them a run you know, early, uh, and I'm gonna kind of make this pick strictly on that. That. Uh, they've got some playmakers on defense, and uh, I know nothing of Virginia, no, except that they ran off Ruffin McNeil, which, given Oklahoma's stature now, that, that's got to be a dumb move on their part. Um, I would say I, I'm going to go with Duke in this one. Duke wins. All righty. Excellent. Ryan, who do you have? 
Yep, looking stats here, looking at who's <laughs> got... What's the weather going to be like? You got a weather report for that day? Uh, Cloud it with a chance of armpit. There's yes. a hurricane coming in. <laughs> this is going to be at Virginia. This is going to be at Virginia. Tornadic. Oh, crap. Virginia? <laughs> <Tornadic>. <clears throat> Can I take my pit back? <laughs> this is at Virginia. You know, um, I mean, Duke's Duke's got some some stats in this one um i'm i'm gonna let this one be my um risky pick i'm gonna actually go with virginia on this one okay now john you have to stick with duke you're a methodist <laughs> yeah, I, I know that's what i'm saying like it's also kind of a it's kind of a uh my i'm kind of obliged to oh, do it yeah, although see? <laughs> although when tech played duke in december like i i, I flat out told my superintendent who's a duke grad and i said i'm sorry marlon you know you know red represents the holy spirit and there Jesus you go bled red and, <laughs> and I, I rooted for the Raiders. there you go but uh all right keith um, you have duke and virginia okay thank you i forgot we were okay good um i'm gonna go with virginia it's at virginia uh really remember this is football not basketball i know it's uh <laughs> i still think virginia even if boy this would be a good pick either way wouldn't it Oh, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you know they've lost to Miami and number ten Notre Dame were the losses they've had. So I'm sticking with Virginia. Okay, fair enough. I I still haven't overcome my hatred for Virginia for beating us in the uh, <laughs> uh, basketball championship game. But uh, you know, I, I I do think. Uh, and and why did we throw up that three pointer of 17 seconds left? Um, <laughs> so I still haven't got over that. But I'm gonna take Virginia just because I think they're the better team. And Kurt, who do you have? You know, um, it's not based on logic at all, but the alumni director of Virginia is a good friend, so I'm going to pull for the Cavaliers on this go. one. So, and they're at home. Yeah, so. they're at home, and I think you chose right. So, yeah, awesome, <laughs> awesome, nice pick, nice pick. They're having a better year. Than there you go. Usual. So. Yeah, I sort of like not listing all the games first. This is more fun for me. Um, <laughs> so, next game's out of the Big Ten, number sixteen, Michigan. So, another Michigan ex- mm. uh, appearance. At number seven, Penn State. Brian, who do you have? Wow. Michigan and Penn State. You've got at Penn State. That's going to be a night game. It is, yeah. Listen to him. I'll break getting the stats and everything. Come on, Ryan. (laughs) 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 I like how Ryan gets it from everybody. I know. I feel like I feel like the guy that's making the free point or the free point throw, the the free shot, the free throw, and I everybody's feel, all around him. I feel like the guy that's needing to have to shave. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Old man winter coming through here any minute now. <laughs> oh, is that you, baby New Year? Hi, Kaya Gugu. Oh, Kaya Gugu, that's going back to my day. I like that. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Looking at the rundown on this, you know, I, I was watching uh, Penn State last Saturday. I really liked how they play in. Uh, their coach is on fire for their team. Um, Michigan, Michigan's had some tough blows here uh, lately, and especially in the last game. Um, this is going to be a home night game for Penn State. That is a tough place to win. I got Penn State in this one. Sounds good. Keith, who do you have, Michigan at Penn State? Penn State. Okay. I'm also on the Penn State wagon. I think they are a strong contender for a national championship and uh, playing great offense, great defense. So they're going to be fun to watch. Kurt, who do you have? 
Uh, no doubt, Penn State. You know, Michigan got rocked by Wisconsin at home, and Penn State's mm-hmm. much better. I, I just, I still yeah. think Michigan kind of that hurt their psyche yeah. a little bit. Penn State at home, yeah. what seven? They're undefeated in the country. Yep. Yep. I think right that's on. Good call. Nittany Valley, it's theirs. Good yeah. call, John. Who do you have? Uh, Harbaugh is probably clinging to the job by thread. Penn State might push Michigan a little bit closer to that to that Ooh. end. Penn State wins. All righty. Cool. All righty. Uh, Keith, next game is out of the Pac-12, number seven or number 17, Arizona State, at number 13, Utah. Uh, let's see. What's the weather supposed to be? Ooh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That sounds like a man that wants to win. I got, I, I got a good chance that it's going to be hot and dry. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. So this is what would you say, Arizona State and Utah? Is that what you said? At Utah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I think that Utah's got this one. All righty. Arizona State's looking pretty good recently, though, but I'm still going with Utah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Utah, I think, is easily probably going to turn into a top-10 team before the season's over. They're almost there at number 13, so I think they're playing great football right now. So I got Utah as well. Kurt, who do you have? I'm going to go with Utah. You know, Rice Eccles is a tough place to play, and uh, I like Utah's colors better than Arizona State, so let's stick with that. I like great. I like it. Great point. Great point. Mm-hmm. John, who do you have? I'm almost positive that Utah and Arizona State are the last two teams that have beaten up on Mike Leach's boys. And yeah, Utah did, did it more impressively than Arizona State did. Arizona State barely got, got by them. Utah stomped a mud hole in them. And I think I agree with that thought. Utah is probably going to be looking at a top 10 ranking Agreed. by the end of the year. Um, Utah wins probably by double digits. Mm-hmm. Nice. All righty. All right. And Ryan, who do you have? Yeah, Utah's too strong of a team here for this matchup. Arizona State, even when they're good, they're still very spotty at best. Um, chance of rain on this game, believe it or not. So it's going to favor the running team. Utah's got this game. I just yeah, I just picture go. Ryan's house with like eight monitors, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know he does. Five, five of them on the work. weather stations. I literally work off of one website that gives me everything I want. That's awesome. That's just great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm so sorry. I get this like you're that guy that has like that wire frame with the chair. Like it almost looks like Matrixy, you know. <laughs> You've got the green screen that's telling you all predictions. I'm that, kidding. That may be going. That may be what's going on in my brain. Yeah, that's no, true. That's, that's true. Not okay. what's going on in reality. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and yes, I can't hear the sarcasm. Keith. You know, but I can't even talk. You're like almost at the top. So hey, kudos to whatever you do, man. I just I have to give you a razz a little bit. So no big deal. So, yeah. so this this final game is out of the Big Twelve. Um, oh, I didn't oh, know we had one more. Texas Tech and Iowa State. It, <laughs> I'm joking. It is a game that will. Picking this is agonizing for all of us. Oh no, you are doing it. It is, John. Baylor and Oklahoma Iowa State. State Iowa State at Texas Tech. Oh, you're killing oh. me. You're killing me. Bring it. Yep. Mm. yep. It, this never goes well for us when we do this. It never for pick does. Five. Right. It never right. goes well, but we're going to do it anyway. So um, I'll lead off here. So I'm hoping yeah. that this line. team is pissed off about what happened in Waco. And uh, ready to just take it out on the Iowa State Cyclones. Matter of fact, I would put money on that fact. I got a feeling that we're not just going to win. We're going to win big. Mm-hmm. 
There you I'm, go. I'm predict. I'm gonna predict we win by three touchdowns. Wow. So I'm, ta- I'm taking. Wow. I'm taking Tech over Iowa State, and wow. we're gonna put this the country on notice that Texas Tech football's back. Like Let's do it. it. All right, Kurt. Who do you have? Wow. I'm I'm excited. Steve was pumped. I'm pulling for Tech for it. I you know I was kind of thinking that as well. I think this is an opportunity for Coach Wells and staff to, you know, how do they motivate in the locker room? How do they uh, take a tough loss that they just went through? And keep them keep them hungry. As part as he's changing the culture, you know, obviously a lot of youth on the team. But the other thing is, I think Duffy is getting more and more comfortable and kind of finding mm, himself a little bit. Totally agree. And at home, Duffy is Duffy has shown well. You know, I mean, he competed well against West Virginia last year and he OU did. and and um, Oklahoma <clears throat> Oklahoma State this year. So yep. uh, I don't have any qualms about it. I mean, Iowa State they're they're tough and they're big. They're a running club. We can stop the running, but I, you know, our defense has shown more this year than I've yeah. seen in our defense in quite some time. So I, I feel pretty confident that Tech's going to do well. Awesome, like awesome. Mm-hmm. Great pick. Uh, John, who do you have? Well, I, I just sent to you four, uh, and I may post it on Facebook later and tag you, Kurt, uh, with yeah. a great <laughs> article story. of uh, I can't pronounce the guy's name, right? but he wrote a really good story on Matt Wells you know, early in the year. And he put on Twitter today, you know, almost halfway through the season, that almost all of Matt Wells' promises have come true. You know, that he's going to coach his kids hard. You know, he, he's going to love them harder. Um, mm-hmm. Personally speaking, I, I think he coaches his staff hard. I don't know if y'all saw that clip where he just laid oh, into yeah. Patterson. Man. I saw that. Ooh, <laughs> I swear. Man, I, I love that. That was great. Uh um, I don't know. I, I put on the Guns Up Nation Twitter page today that, I mean, you talk about a culture-changing win if you beat Iowa State this weekend. Yeah. But how many years has Tech been tagged with, well, we'll upset an occasional somebody, but if we have a heartbreaker, we never respond, right? We usually go into a tailspin and right. things go south. And, and I have a feeling that's changing this weekend. You know, th- these kids know what happened. I think Tech's effort the last two weeks is ten times better than what you have of Oklahoma. And I know Oklahoma's been mashing everybody, but uh, if anybody saw that game, they- they'll tell you that Tech shouldn't even gotten off the plane. And since then, this their effort, their level of play, and I know Duffy threw some picks. I know he has some stuff he can clean up. These kids want it, and uh, they're not going to let that same feeling happen twice. They will beat Iowa State this weekend, go to four and three in the conference. What is that? Two and two. No, I guess in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Isn't that it? Two and two. That's right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so you're. I mean, and we'll see. You know what happens with the rest of the year, but um, this is a different staff, and so I think Tet's going to win. They'll win. Field goal, touchdown. That's my spread. I like Alrighty. it. Ryan, who do you have? So I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. I don't care if you've got Tech versus the New England Patriots. I'm picking Tech. I'm not even going to look at the stats. But um, looking at uh, where we are on this game, I was really surprised, and I shared with you guys earlier today how I was really surprised that the um, the line on this game is so heavily in favor of Iowa State. I really, really thought with this being a home game for Tech, um, with with what happened last week, 
uh, that Tech would actually be the slight favorite uh, at home. So it really surprised me to see where the line is on this. I think, honestly, I think this will be one of those games that even Las Vegas is going to be surprised. Yeah. Um, but I really, really do believe that uh, uh, Tech is going to come home with a win with this. Um, it really is um, awesome to see how 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 quickly and how wonderfully uh, Jet has improved in his position. Um, he has matured so much from last year, and it is so very, very obvious. Absolutely. All righty. All right, Keith, you can go help us go five, five or five. Iowa State <gasps> is going to lose this game. There you oh. go. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? Okay. You're really going to pick against uh, <laughs> yeah, We're a bunch of homers. <laughs> we are. I will, I will take my two and three or three and two record again. If it doesn't work yeah. out, it's fine. But I think that Just, we, I really, I agree with what, what y'all are saying. They're mad, and I think that they've. This is going to be the weekend that they turn around and say, "Okay, we're we're not just a, a one-off. You know, mm. this is it." So, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's protect it's protecting home turf. Too. That's right. They've still got the home turf they're protecting. Yeah. Just, Kurt, just so you know, Keith's one of those golfers that he, he hits about 150 yards down the fairway every single time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's just consistent. Yeah, so. <laughs> consistent at mediocrity on these picks. That's what he's trying to get at. <laughs> Too funny. Good picks, though, bud. Good picks. He never loses his ball that way. That's true. There you go. There you go. <laughs> at least not playing golf. That's right. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Steve. Oh, okay. So. We know that Kurt was there at this game last week. Let's let's talk about this Baylor game and and how it's going to be firing up this team. We've 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 drugged the thing into the ground for the most part. I think every sportscaster in the country can talk about it. So let's just touch on that a little bit, but go through the positives that we saw too. So, Kurt, you were there. Tell us a little bit of what you saw. Well, I, let me tell you, I it was it was energizing. I was I don't want to say pleasantly surprised, but I think you're seeing the culture change. I you know really didn't know what to expect going in there. It's a ranked team. It's a Big Twelve. Uh, team these are hard to win on the road and uh, Baylor has put up a lot of offense so far this season and and uh, I think our defense showed and uh, from the get-go kept us in that game uh, you know a lot of focus on the the snap call the unfortunate call at the end but I sit there I can't you know, I hearken back to the fact if the Baylor receiver had caught the ball in regulation the game's over so we were fortunate to even go into overtime to begin with uh, yeah, at the end of that point. game and we forget about that you know there's always so much focus on a bad call or these refs or you know, refs are human too. But I think, you know, tech fans, we need to have emotional intelligence about this and kind of pull the lens back and take a deep breath and, and, and take the long view on this. And, uh, you know, at, the, at that game, I just, yeah, it was disappointing. It was a painful loss, but, you know, not knowing what to expect, we did not get boat raced at Baylor. And I mm-hmm. think that's significant. And uh, we're standing up toe to toe to these guys. And I think the confidence of our players is increasing. And, uh, you know, I think that's reflective of the coaching. And, yeah, you, you referenced it earlier. You see a lot of emotion on the sidelines. And I think that's what people want to see. They want to see the coaches very, very animated. Yeah, they do. And I think, by the way, that's our homecoming theme this week. Tech gets animated. So I kind of like No that. kidding. That fits well. So uh, our coaches, um, even when the coaches are yelling, Coach Wells is yelling at the other coaches. It's, I, I think there's a level of accountability there that our fans appreciate. That's what they want to see, yep, the yeah, emotion, and uh, the fact that they care. And I think the players are uh, they're taking it up a notch. So that's that's why I'm encouraged looking at a whole season approach. And, you know, it'll be great just to get to a bowl. 
I know that's not the kind of thing a lot of people want to hear that's mediocre thinking, but in the context of the coaching transition that we have, that's so critical at this stage. And, and that would be the victory for this program. And, yeah. uh, I was I was proud of what I saw and, and and look I look at things beyond just the final score. <laughs> Those helmets were fantastic. I, I love oh, our helmets too. Yes, and the yeah. jerseys and everything. I you know I I don't I don't know what that was on the Baylor helmet with the sailor bear that they call or something. Just that was like homecoming. Popeye the sailor bear. Or... Yeah, it was vintage <laughs> and all that, and I get that. But man, I, you know, there's nothing that replaces the power of the double T. Our brand is so strong, and uh, I thought it just Agreed. looked great. Uh, I think, you know, I talked to a lot of the fans afterwards and people walked, yeah, they're disappointed, but uh, it was a good day for us overall. You know, we had a great pregame and uh, a lot of energy, a lot of spirit in our fans and the people that are taking a deep breath and looking at this, I think are very, very encouraged totally. at the direction things are Well, going. okay. And so uh, pr- just for our listeners prior to this, Kurt had a really good soliloquy <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't hit record. So... <laughs> So, so walk us through a little bit about what what happened with the alumni association um, at, at at the at the Texas Hall of Fame. Everything. Yeah, go I'll through be, that again. Again, spare that if y'all yeah. if y'all want to if y'all want to go get a coke or something. While I do um, <laughs> wow! Oh, I deserve that. No, it was look. It was a great event. I was just I was just sharing with everybody. We did our pregame at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, and I was asking you all. I'm curious how many of the listeners have actually uh, ever been there. It's a wonderful facility. Jay Black is the VP at that place, and it was very accommodating for us and allowed us to do our pregame there. And it was uh, the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. If you've not been there, they've got a replica of the Cotton Bowl. You go in there, and they've got a wonderful section to all the Southwest Conference schools. And the Texas Tech section is immediately to the right when you walk in. And, it, you know, it's a wonderful kind of a walk through time in Texas Tech's history back in the glory days of the Southwest Conference. And it was kind of neat. You know, we go in there and you see. You know, a tribute to E.J. Hollip right off the bat, and the timing—you know—the timing of that with having just lost that Red Raider great uh, went over with a lo- went over well with a lot of our fans, and a lot of the folks that come to our pregame, you know, it represents all decades. There's people that I met there that graduated in the '50s, '60s, '70s, and even to the modern modern uh, era here, and, and uh, you know, it's it's interesting talking to some people that graduated from Tech just recently, and they don't know the stories of the Southwest Conference. So getting them to walk through that, and and you know, from Donnie Anderson to EJ Holub all the way up, really into the Tracy Saul era is what they're what they're uh, uh, commemorating. And then, of course, a lot of tributes to Spike Dykes. The Spike Dykes story is told very, very well at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. So I would encourage anybody to get a chance to go there. It's about an eight dollar ticket. Uh, it's open all the time, but it's a wonderful venue for our pregame. We probably had about 150 people come out for the pregame, and and uh, obviously a lot of those folks are supporters of the alumni association. So we're very grateful for them, and and uh, just it was, a, it was a great event. Now with Baylor and Tech being at home and home, we're really working to get the Baylor, the Waco alumni chapter established, and we got a lot of good energy there. People forget that Texas Tech is now located in Waco. A partnership with McLennan College there. Oh, yeah, it's a wonderful right. opportunity. Oh, I think they've got wow. about 300 students enrolled there, so it's just all the more reason. It's another one of those places that Texas Tech has planted its flag west of I-35, and it's um, cool. And uh, it's 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 part of the Texas Tech system. So it was a great story to tell. We had a great gathering, and and it was fun to get with the Red Raiders. It was you know we we almost pulled off an upset there, and uh, you know continuing to have people kind of do a double take for the double T. I I suspect. I don't know that the Baylor fans were that surprised. They probably knew that Tech was going to bring it. But a lot of people that think that Tech's just going to lay down, 
on the road, you know, you know, the OU game, I think was kind of an anomaly. You dress that a little bit earlier. That is a tough place. It's a tough place to go. It's very, very daunting. But when you look at the rest of this conference schedule, I think tech's going to bring it. And, um, even in Austin, I look forward to that game. Oh, me too. You know, that's, that's, that's the one we get wired up for. Agreed. It's gonna be good. So other, other thoughts, you guys, what's your thoughts of the, of the game? Loving our defense. And I'll tell you what, whether whether or not you're a Baylor fan and uh, whether you're surprised or not at the game, I, I know for a fact there is no way you're going into that game thinking your quarterback's going to throw that many picks to Texas Tech. Right. Yeah. And if, if I heard the stat yeah. correctly, I think, uh, oh gosh, who was that? Uh, leads the nation in interceptions? Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. Well, and before really? this game, Brewer didn't have a single interception. Right. Yeah. So. All right. You know, what I thought was, and I probably already referred to this a little bit ago, but, uh, you know, after Oklahoma, you no, know, Kurt, I, I know you kind of, I know you paid sense into our page and post after post and tweet after tweet, uh, we were getting notifications after the Oklahoma game from fans that the season was over. Yeah. Uh, that, that people were upset. You no, know, they were down. You know, they, even though Oklahoma's mashing everybody, you know, we really didn't know where that logic was coming from. But it was hard not to kind of get down after OU. I mean, we lost a couple of starters and so on. And, and folks, like, after two weeks, going one and one after that feeling, after the Oklahoma game, and the fact that the loss part of that one and one was double overtime. Um, I think the sky's the limit on the season still. It may just be six and six. It may be seven and five. Um, But you just, with that kind of effort being shown, you can correct mistakes. And the fact that the team has kind of turned it on after the Oklahoma game, after getting trounced to Norman, um, tells me that there is promise and and that these kids are buying in. I like the fact that a guy like Eli Howard can put on his Twitter today, win, lose, or draw, I'm riding with this guy. And it took mm. a picture of yep. him and Matt Wells singing at the end of the game. Love it. Yeah, there you go. Yep. I mean, so that's, and Tet's, Tet's going to be fine. Those, those are my thoughts. I, that's I why, that. you know, I, I want Tech fans to be fine too. I appreciate you saying that. I, I read a lot of these posts. Yeah. And after I thread, I scroll through a lot of them, I'm like, man, there's got to be some more productive things I can do with my time than to, than to read some of this stuff. But I, that's what I mean when I say I, we need to elevate our game as fans. And uh, when mm. I say emotional intelligence, I, yeah. I'm just afraid there's too many. You know, when I read a lot of these posts, I don't know if these are people that graduated last year or graduated 30 years ago. You know, it's hard to know. Right. I don't click right. the profiles and investigate that closely. But I do know that I, I think there's a lot of our people that need to learn. You don't need to get too high over a win, and you don't need to get too down over a loss. And we need mm. to be a little bit more even keel, take a deep breath, pull Amen. the lens back, and think about the long term. And, uh, and, and, and you know, when people that are people that are just wanting to throw Matt Wells under the bus so quickly, I'm like, are you kidding? Yeah, really? That's ridiculous. Oh, are I know. you serious? I know. <laughs> I just I don't understand that. And uh, this guy, he's. Committed. He brought his whole team, his whole crew here. They're all yeah. in, right? And he uh, it just behooves us. That's what I mean. His whole family and these coaches. Yeah. And, uh, and let me tell you this. I, you know, Kirby knows what he's doing. I don't think oh, it's yeah. like Kirby. Kirby didn't find mm-hmm. find uh, Matt Wells in the ninth hour. I guarantee you, he had had his eye on him for a while. 
That's right. He's been watching it. And he goes, if we don't hire him, I'm, you know, he's curious who is. Yeah. Cause that, oh, that's the other thing. If we hadn't hired him, who would have, oh, I yeah, don't yeah. think, I don't think Matt Wells would still be at Utah state today. I don't think if so. we hadn't have hired him. So we, oh, I totally. just, we just, I think, you know, we just need to take a deep breath. We, we, we want championships yesterday and it's something we got to build. And I think some people did make the references, you know, to coach beard in his first year, you know, there was some, a little bit of struggle and everything, but my gosh, you know, if, if, if some people had gone back, if we had done what some people were suggesting with Coach Beard, we need to get rid of this guy, what boneheads would wow. be. could you imagine? Yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, no. You know, one other thing I'd like to say about Kirby Hocutt is, um, considering what's been going on the last uh, couple of weeks there at U of H with, uh, with uh, Holgerson, you know, so many of our fans were really down on Kirby. Hey, why aren't you going after Holgerson? Why, why don't yeah. you go and get him? You know, Good point. He, he knew something. It's Good clear point. that he knew something because you're looking at what's going on down there at U of H. They absolutely have a dumpster fire going on down there that no that none of their fans expected. Right. And right. I think Kirby knew what was going on. And I think that's why he never even gave him the time of day. Yeah. Well, and I think he knows what Matt brings to the table. I'm sure yeah. y'all have talked about this many times, but discipline and discipline goes a long ways. And it doesn't mean that our, our, our players are all perfectly behaving right now, but compared to where they've been in the past, mm. It's a well-behaving bunch, and that's important. Yeah. Discipline matters. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It covers a lot of ills. It covers a lot of ills. Well, and, and, uh, and grit, too. I mean, you saw the grit this yeah, weekend. Right. They, there was never a give-up moment, you know. And so right. really impressive, really impressive. Um, so let's, let's turn our focus to this Iowa State weekend. Give us some thoughts. We're gonna kick their butts. There, that's that's and and with that, touchdowns. we'll talk to you on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everybody. Wreck them. <laughs> wow, too funny. Well, it's 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 obviously homecoming for us, and uh, we're excited about it. It's a big week, alumni association. We love so many alumni coming home uh, for the week. Got a lot of events outside of the football game, but it all points to kickoff when that comes. I think. Our crowd's going to be uh, ready and wired, and and uh, I, you know Iowa State, they're tough, but you know, they've gotten us the last few years. We should have gotten them last year. I just I think this team remembers, and I think the coaches mm, are going to yeah. have them well prepared. I think so. Too. Well, that's worth noting. Last year's game, uh, we got into a tussle with some Iowa State fans, you know, in the preseason on Twitter, and I'll admit it. You know, I made a. I made an error you know, on what, what the score was or what it was supposed to be or whatever. But but what we were correct on was uh, a couple times when Tech had Iowa State stood up, um, the refs let Tech back in the game. Like they, they threw like a phantom flag that Wallace was holding the lineman or something, and that gave them you know, an extra 10 yards. And right. uh, Eli Howard, you know, clean hit, you know, most folks would say, but they threw a flag on him. And that led Iowa State back in the game. Uh, Tech's mm-hmm. defense was shutting them down, mm-hmm. and these those, those penalties gave them life. So I, you're right. Players remember that stuff. Yeah. They remember that the Iowa State game was close. Um, and you combine that with Baylor, it would not surprise me. I think Iowa State will come to play. Like Matt Campbell's a good coach, and sure. he's sure. he's going to have them ready. But. I really think you're fixing to see a culture change and win this weekend. Mm. And you're, what does that mean for the season? I don't know. But you're not going to see them lie down this Saturday like in the past. Like they're going to mm. respond and it's going to be a positive response and people are going to be pleased walking away from it. Well said. Yeah. 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 
I believe that. I believe it. Kurt, what have, and I know we got to, I know we got to get to bed, but, but what, <laughs> uh, I mean, but, but, but you're a Villamana association, like the, the last game, um, the comments were made that the fans were really rowdy, you know, in this one and even watching it on TV. I mean, it's kind of nice hearing the air raid being played for the defense for once, right? No, instead of the offense all the time. <laughs> uh, what, what have you sensed? I know Tex made a big push to try and keep fans in the seats, you know, with drink specials and, and other things that kind of right. encourage, you know, fans staying engaged. What have you seen with that? Now, has that reaped any positive response? You know, the alumni or, or what? Well, it's an interesting thing. You know, human behavior is a hard thing to get your arms around sometimes. And, uh, you know, some of the problems that we've experienced at Tech are certainly not unique to Tech. This is what a lot of schools have wrestled with. I am fascinated. You, you look at some schools and the fans pack the stands, even when their teams are struggling. There's some anomalies that are out there, but. But, yep. uh, you know, I think I, th- I just think there's a lot of people here at Tech. They're kind of in a wait-and-see mode. They're just waiting and seeing. And, and uh, there's, a, there's a committee that the athletic department's put together. That, you know, as far as the game day experience, that's been amped up quite a bit. And the new Raider Alley, they've done a wonderful job with that. Our, uh, yep. uh, our pavilion has opened up. It's expanded. You know, these 11 a.m. kickoffs are a little bit of a challenge for us. I wish we could get a full day of pregame. But, but uh, I think that um, – you know, leadership, it's, 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 uh, it's a behavior thing. I think our student leaders need to continue to go out and keep doing the right thing and singing the words, the fight song rather than the made up words and those kinds of things and model the right kind of <laughs> yep. behavior. And, right. uh, it's, it's a cultural thing, but I, I, you know, I, I just, as far as the offense versus defense, we were so spoiled with such an incredible offense, offense to watch for so long. And almost yeah. to the point to where we forgot what defense was. And now it's kind of, you don't want to pull the pendulum too far to the other side to where we're just a defensive program and no offense. And that's what I kind of like. I think we're kind of finding that sweet spot where we're able to do both. And, Amen. You know, there's a little bit of a trade-off. You know, we don't have those 50, 40, 50, and 60-point games. But uh, you, yeah. don't have to, you don't have to if you're able to get some turnovers and you're able to get some stops and your defense isn't out on the field the entire time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is most significant. I guess that's one of the things that I've enjoyed the most is in the fourth quarter, we're still playing. And I, you know, I think some of the Baylor people were talking about how the, uh, the uh, Baylor defense was actually showing that they were winded. They were winded because their offense is actually, actually, actually out there pushing them for a while. And right. that's the, what that also means is our defense is catching its breath on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, that so, is. so yes. important when you get to that fourth quarter. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. Looking forward to a good weekend. I think it's going to be good. Well, okay, let's go around the horn. Predictions. Um, I mean, I already said we're going to win by three touchdowns. So you, you said three touchdowns, Steve. Good job. Okay. I was thinking Tech by ten. I'm going to say Tech thirty-four to twenty-four. Okay. Okay. John. Okay. Uh, tech Tech wins. The the, the the freshman kicker is going to get an opportunity to win this thing. I don't know if it'll be the last second or not, but it'll well, it'll be a three point game. I like it. There you go. I like that. Ryan? Uh, I'm going to say Tech by 31 to 24. Oh, I like it. I like it. And beyond that, I'm going to say not only Iowa State, but TCU, Kansas State, Kansas, um, West Virginia. I think those are all going to be wins. I think we got at least five more wins in this season. I, I tend wow. to agree with you. I really do. We see what I do too. we saw. I mean, I think it's very possible. Yeah. And, I've got 35-24 for me. That's what I've got. 
Tech winning? Yeah. Wow. Well, gosh, that's one point. That's one point off of mine. So I don't know how that plays. <laughs> well, I had to mix that up somewhere. A couple of field goals instead of a touchdown and an extra point. So I'll, I'll put a score to mine: forty-five twenty-four Tech. There you go. Ooh. I like it. I like it a lot. Jet Duffy and Vasher are both co-offensive players of the week. I like it. I like the way you think, man. Well, well, crap. If y'all gonna do a score, I, I might as well do something. Um, you know. Back-to-back games, I, I think I made this note on Twitter the other day, I, I think Baylor and Oklahoma State combined uh, scored 10 points right in mm-hmm. six, 60 minutes of football if you count both halves, right? So 15-minute right. quarters, you know, right. whatever. Uh, it could be a low-scoring affair. I, I give me mm. give me 24-21. Ooh, I like it. Okay. That's right. good. That's a, that's a good struggle right there. I like it. Look for if Iowa yeah. State gets the ball first. Look for them to do something big. Look for them to go deep. Try yeah. to do something big early. Try you to get be a fire. Oh, yeah. that right Try, try to take the crowd out. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like it though. Okay, well, we'll look forward to this weekend. It's going to be fun. Hey, Kurt, do you have do you have time for a uh, preview of homecoming? Just a lot going on. Obviously, we're having our Matador evening dinner on Friday night. Uh, it's a big event when we uh, do some homecoming awards. Uh, the Laurel Cavasis Award and uh, the Distinguished Service Award. Uh, the Burkharts, who are behind all the autism research here in town, they've done a wonderful contribution to the university and the community, and we're honoring them with the Cavasis Award. And the Distinguished Service Awards are going to Dr. Ethan Logan, who's our VP of Enrollment, a wonderful fella. And he's going to also be on the next episode, too, just so you oh, know. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yes. Very good. Very good. So y'all can con- con- congratulate him and Pat him on the back for his award. And Dr. Michael San Francisco, who's the dean of the Honors College on campus, he's got an interesting story, but he'll be receiving those. And, and also this year for the first time, some of you, you might have known Brent Ross. Brent Ross worked at the Alumni Association for a good while, mm-hmm. passed away of cancer okay. a short while back. And uh, we have uh, form, formed or established the uh, Brent Ross Fearless Champion Award, and we will be presenting the inaugural award this year. And it's kind of the, someone who's had to overcome some hardships and overcome some challenges. So we're really oh, like proud that. to be able to do that. And then our pavilion, awesome. we're having our grand opening officially. You know, the pavilion's been opening, but opened all season. But our grand opening is homecoming week. So Thursday, mm-hmm. we are doing the ribbon cutting. And uh, our national board is in town. The board, uh, board meeting is in conjunction with homecoming. So it's a big week for us. But uh, just invite everybody out there. If you're in town, come by the pavilion. Come see it at your home away from home. And, we love having you there. Definitely. Looking forward to it. Awesome. And congratulations on the ribbon cutting. Yeah. That, uh, that dinner is going to be great. I know I've just talked to Ethan a couple of times. I know he's really, really honored and, and humbled by, by, the, by this. And so it's, I couldn't, couldn't think of a better person to receive it, though. He's really no, It's well-deserved, and we're proud of him. We're yeah, proud of absolutely. him. Absolutely. And all, and all and the I'll, recipients, for sure. And I'll just mention this as part of my fundraising cap. I'm a big believer in legalized graffiti. If anybody wants to buy a brick or have their name on that pavilion, <laughs> let's get this thing paid for. I but, love it. Uh, contact nice. me at kurt.langford at ttu.edu. Would be more than happy to get a brick or and, paver or uh, something bigger in place for you. Well, and speaking of things that we've gotten from the Alumni Association, day before yesterday, got my Christmas ornament. Yes, sir. Okay. Loving it. So I tell you what, the, the, the going, the going band drum majors, I, I, uh, being a band, a former going band member, most of us here are love it. I don't know if, if y'all have got your ornaments yet, but man, go for sure it. Have. It is. You get, you got yours too, Steve, right? 
Yeah, sure did. It's uh, awesome. Fantastic. Those things celebrate tech tradition. That's what the Alumni Association is about, preserving our tradition and telling our story. I would love it. We love it. Well, thank you. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I appreciate everything that you do for the for the school, Kurt, and thank, appreciate the Alumni Association. We're, we're always glad to have you on and give us updates of what's going on around around the Alumni Association. And uh, and also thanks for the last second guest picking. We appreciate you being on and humoring <laughs> us with that, for sure. Yeah, curious to see how that comes out. <laughs> appreciate the opportunity to be with you all. It's good. And I uh, look forward to future conversations. But all of us, all of us at the Association, we appreciate all of y'all. So oh, Very good. Good appreciate luck to you. It. Thanks, Great. Kurt. Thanks, appreciate you. You know, I learned something the other day that uh, when you get a bladder infection, you're in trouble. <laughs> oh, my <Wow>. God. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Are you still recording? Yes. Oh, yes. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is where this is where everybody exits quickly at the end. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so y'all, my my wife told my wife told me I only have two faults. Can you believe that? My wife told me I only have two faults. I don't listen and and something else. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, I get it. I get it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh. That was good. Thanks. You redeemed yourself, Keith. Thank you. Thank Keith's you. back. Boy, I tell you, the last couple I needed to. <laughs> Come on, John. You know you got Google going. Yeah, I, I, I do have Google going. Y'all keep talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, do you have any good dad jokes you'd like to share? Well, I don't know about a dad joke, but uh, let's see if I can remember this one. Let's see, I heard once about an agnostic insomniac. Oh, no. Who also suffered from dyslexia. Oh my oh gosh. No. He would stay up all night wondering if there really is a dog. <laughs> <laughs> now, I didn't rehearse and I didn't know y'all were doing jokes at the end. Yeah. So. Neither hey, do we. You fit right that's, a, that's, a highly, that's a highly intellectual joker. That yes. was a good one. <laughs> Nicely done. Right, yeah. Kudos. All right, here you go, Keith. Okay. This is going to be a lot better than that garbage last week. Listen, uh, uh, anything can be. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. Let's hear it. Oh, that's garbage. Okay. All right. What do you call cheese that isn't yours? Cheese that isn't yours. Nacho cheese. Nacho, Nacho cheese. cheese. Oh, okay. I got that one. That's easy enough. Apparently, my one very good. Hey, that's okay. It's a good good one. I love it. So um, so I've got, a, I've got a story here. Oh, let's hear it. There's a story about a man who walked in with his friend into the bar, sat down at the bar, Looked right at the bartender and says, Bartender, I want you to give me your best glass of H2O. And his friend goes, Hey, that sounds pretty good. Give me a glass of H2O too. The second man dies. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Wow. <laughs> That's wow. bad. I love it Thank though. You. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I really like that we do these jokes on a weekly basis because, you know, seven days without a pun makes one week. Oh, boy. oh. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that one coming. That was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, my wow. God. That's pretty Kurt, good. Kurt, when we first did jokes, mm -hmm. I would get so nervous. My blood pressure would go up. I would be shaking. Mm -hmm. Now it's like my favorite part. Yeah, it's Stop. like. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He would free. The first couple episodes, he was like stressing out. Seriously. 
It was great. Steve, <laughs> Steve is the 99% person that should be on like stand up live right now. Well, I caught the, yeah. you know, the, I caught the first rounds of jokes while I was walking in Chicago, listening to you all. I was like, Oh my gosh, those are bad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the best part is now you're part of it. Yeah. Congratulations. yeah. Roped into it now. So. And yet, when work. he got the invitation, he was like, man, they're still recording. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Right. Oh my gosh. All right, Steve, we're, we're, we're 50 minutes into this puppy. Why don't you take us out? Sure, absolutely. So, uh, you know, looking forward to Tech redeeming themselves this weekend. Uh, they need the win. The alumni, we need the win. I just got a feeling it's going to be a great weekend for Texas Tech football. So uh, thanks to everybody for listening to this edition of the Guns Up Nation podcast. Thank you, Kurt, for joining us and everybody. Absolutely. We'll talk to you all next time on the Guns Up Nation. Take care. Let's hear a wreck em, everybody. Night, guys. Wreck em. Guns up. Take care. Wreck em. Wreck them. Mm-hmm. Take care. Bye-bye. Wreck them. That's right. Wreck them tech. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Guns Up Nation podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the fan page administrators, podcast hosts, and fans, and do not reflect the opinions of Texas Tech University or its affiliates. We are proud to support Texas Tech, its students, alumni, and fans.